Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is JR, IT tech, web admin, and board member of the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ayla, growth and development coordinator of the Love Yourself Foundation. How are we doing today, JR? I think we're doing pretty good, Ayla. It's good to hear from you again, this opportunity to do this show every Sunday. I uh, appreciate everybody who is listening out there as well, listening to the show. I've actually gotten a couple people come up to me as of late mentioning the conversation and saying thank you for the content that we're producing on here. So definitely happy that we're doing this show. Yeah, I love to hear that. And even if we can help one person kind of take a new perspective on what they're doing, that's all I'm looking for. And I definitely know that after each episode, I take that time to reflect and see what changes I can make too. Absolutely. And speaking about changes and, and opportunities, today's episode, we're talking about creativity, something creativity. that I would say is something that I'm trying to kind of relearn for myself. What about you? Yeah, definitely. And after you say the definition, I definitely want to point out my own perspective of it. So you want to get started with the definition? Yeah, let's do it. So as always, we like to give the definition of the topic that we're discussing for today. And the definition for creativity is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. Another definition of that is uh, creativity is defined as a tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. I love both of these. I think you did a great job. I know a lot of definitions that I, <laughs> yeah, a lot of definitions that I saw were like your capacity to be creative right. and that like one, everyone has a capacity of creativity and a level. And that's why some people say they are a creative people. And for those listening, I want you to try to throw that out, out the trash, get that out of there. Just Throw it out in your Get brain and stop thinking about creativity as a capacity for how much you can do, how creative you can be and start thinking about it as just an action that you can take and that we all have possibility to be creative and not only the possibility, but we all have to be creative really. And so I like the idea of just thinking about creativity as the original definition you said, the use of the imagination or original ideas in the production of an artistic work. So whether that's being creative in just thinking about new perspectives, about mm -hmm. new ways you can rearrange your room, or even if that's being creative in a more artistic project with painting or drawing, creativity is any way that you really push yourself to think about new possibilities. Absolutely. And I like that idea of it can be either on the micro or the macro of what it is that you are trying to be creative about. And what you had said earlier too, about we all have the possibility of being creative is totally true. You don't need to necessarily be an artist to be creative. You can be creative at the job that you're at or in order to make better relationships with friends, family, a loved one, you be, you can be creative in that space as well. So it definitely doesn't have any limits 
when it comes to creativity and what that looks like. Mm -hmm, definitely. So when I started my own self-discovery journey, I definitely started with the idea that it, everyone has a creative capacity and that I felt like personally, I was not as creative as other people. I couldn't just think of things in my brain and draw it <laughs> and it wouldn't come. I mean, I could, yeah. it just didn't come out like how I, I expected creative people to do it. And I always was talented. Like I could look at an image and draw pretty well, but I could never create it for my brain. And that really stunted my participation in different creative activities. Mm -hmm. And so going along my journey, I started a program that I've talked about before. And it's definitely something that I recommend to anyone, regardless of your pursuit of a artistic career or not, but it's called the artist way. And obviously the name implies that you are an artist Mm, right. <laughs> but the program really puts you in a perspective of that everyone is an artist and that take away the idea of you doing it for a career and you just being a, a being that has something to say and has an emotion to feel. And that program really did a lot for me in displaying my possibilities. And I'm going to go over some of the things obviously today from what I learned about it. But the the main overarching idea is that you need to express yourself <laughs> in some form. You just have to do that. And, and a lot of people don't want to because they know they're not a good drawer or whatever it may be, right? right? But it's such an outlet and it's such a healing outlet to be able to do creative things and know that you're allowing, like I've mentioned in other episodes, allowing that negativity and those that stress, if you say to leave you and to come out into like a product. And it's really beautiful. And the thing that I took from it really was that you don't need to sell art to be an artist. Right, right. <laughs> and you don't need to like make a career out of creativity to be creative. And I think that's the big thing that I want to look at today while we're discussing this topic. Yeah, and I can relate to, I, I would say as in my younger years, because um not that young anymore but uh when i was probably like in kindergarten oh you know, <laughs> that, that's the origin story ladies and gentlemen right now i was a super creative kid i i love to draw i love to make people laugh i love to perform as as much as i could and that was my outlet for creativity and i i, I absolutely enjoyed it as i got older you know high school and then eventually getting into my career I felt like that creativity started to fall off to the point where I was timid to do things in front of people or to express myself in any way because I was always fearful of the judgment that I always kind of considered my job that I had as a kind of a downfall of that creativity because there wasn't really that much room for me to kind of express myself in that manner. But if I really look at it, there were ways that I was able to do that at my job, whether it be the projects that I was involved in and, and putting my own spin on things or kind of pivoting from what I normally would do, which is just IT work, the tech support day to day, and get involved with web design or creating flyers for different programs that allowed me to tap into that creative process that I used to enjoy quite a bit. So there is always an opportunity to be creative in whatever space that you're in. Exactly. Um, you just kind of have to look outside the box sometimes. Something that I wanted to point out there is that you mentioned as a kid, you were creative. And then once you became an adult, you really felt judgment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as adults, we're like, oh yeah, kids are expected to be bad drawers or are bad at whatever it is because they're kids, right? Right. And we've talked about this in our inner child episode. So if you haven't heard that, please go listen because I feel like it's very valuable. And as we always mention, everything kind of builds on each other. But for some reason, as we get older, we stop allowing ourselves to be a beginner. And oh, wow. the thing is about kids is they're expected to be quote unquote bad because they're new. But for some reason, when we begin new things, we don't allow ourselves to be bad. Right. I think that's the embarrassing part about it is because we're like, oh, I can't post that 
I'm drawing something because people are going to be like, why are you posting that? Like, you're not even good. <laughs> like, like you, oh, you think you're an artist now? Instead of just like demonstrating that you enjoy doing something. And I think it's really fascinating to see that, like even our own judgment of ourselves of like, oh, I don't like painting because it doesn't like it's not good. And it mm -hmm. just and we don't allow ourselves to let go of all of those labels of good or bad or like should be able to be so old and all of these things and just let ourselves express how we're feeling or what we're thinking in however manner that's going to be. I think that that idea has always been something that I wrestled with. Yeah, I think what it really comes down to, at least for me and my perspective, is that fear of failure. That fear of failure as an adult is such a real thing versus as a kid, as a kid, you just do whatever and really don't have any thought about failing mm -hmm. you know you're just kind of going through life and you just do as you do but as an adult you have in your head that there are certain things that you should be doing that you shouldn't be doing that you should stay in your wheelhouse and not step out of it because people are going to judge you and, and again as an adult yeah. we have so much of an emphasis on judgment and I know we talked about fear of failure in a different episode as well, that that is such a prominent idea within all of us as we grow up, which is kind of sad, really, because it stunts our growth. It stunts it our ability to try new things and really just to have that mentality of who cares if, if it makes you happy, do it and don't worry about what other people will think. Obviously, easier said than done. And <laughs> it's something that I still struggle with quite a bit, even after doing all these shows and, and everything that I've learned through LIF and the people that work here. So it's just a constant struggle and, and it really does play into that creativity as well of not being able to do the things that you wanted to do in a creative space just because you're afraid of what other people are gonna think. Part of that program, The Artist's Way, is every week you have to schedule an artist date with yourself where you have to schedule an hour to do something creative. And like, you have to put it on your calendar and stick to it. And that has been something that completely changed the way that I thought about creativity because I sat down for that hour and like, I just, and I've mentioned this before in the episodes, I have probably every creative project you could ever think of doing <laughs> because I start something and I'm obsessed with it. And then I find another thing and I leave that first thing behind, but it's still there for me to go back to. And I do change it up and I like having options, but the big part about the artist day is that you can do whatever interests you. So maybe one week I do want to paint. Maybe one week I do want to color. Maybe I want to crochet like anything that really interests you. That's how you really boost that creativity in yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing those projects, you start to feel a release, like you aren't stressed anymore. You can focus on something, you can put your passion into it. And the thing that has helped me the most is knowing I don't have to sell this. I don't right. have to sell this. And once you let go of like it having to be worthy of another person buying it, you can just let it be something that you made and something that you put your soul into, right? right. And it doesn't have to be some big project that you put on sale for $400 for a painting and every piece has to be perfect and like, just do how you feel. And that has been really instrumental into letting me feeling so much stress about making the perfect painting or drawing or whatever it is. Right. That's really interesting that you point that out too, because I feel like, for example, for me, I like to create videos. I like to edit videos and I like to do all of that for, my own personal show with my best friend and that space that I'm in when I'm creating that content, editing that content, it, it's such a kind of a freeing experience because mm -hmm. it's my own thing. It's our own thing. We do exactly what it is that we want to do because uh, at the end of the day, it's content that we want to watch. Yeah. Right. So it's so easy just to, to produce that, that stuff versus let's say, you know, I, I'm the web admin for LYF. So making changes to the website, for example, is a lot harder for me to be creative because there's so much buy-in on mm. the website. There's so many eyeballs going to be on the website. It's our marketing. It's what we produce. So you change the way out. you think about it. So I put, yeah, I change the way I think. And, and the way that I think is what's going to be more functional versus what's going to be pretty looking or what's going to be more dynamic just because 
I know there's so much writing on the website mm -hmm. that I don't want to screw it up or I don't want to put something on there that people aren't going to like. So I'm already stopping myself from even doing the work yeah, because I'm afraid of what the response is going to be, which is not the best attitude to take towards that because it's still something that needs to be done, right? And mm -hmm. whatever I can apply to the website to make it look even better, the more people who want to be on it and and our content is, is easier to see and people want to view that content. So it, it's kind of that process in your mind of changing the outlook of, of what it is that you're trying to accomplish and, and not really thinking too much into, again, what other people are going to think, but what is it that's going to better this product. Yeah, definitely. And a little later, I'll discuss some research that I found about the four stages of creativity. But I'm really happy that you talk about the different mind frames that we're in. And it's almost like when you have to do a project for school, and you have your own ideas for the project, or maybe a writing prompt or something. Mm -hmm. And the teacher tells you that you, you have to write about a specific thing. And all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. Exactly. You're like, no, like I totally could have wrote a 10 page paper on this subject. But now that you're telling me it's a different subject, I can't do that anymore. I only got like, one paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> like you're done. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that it's kind of, it feels all or nothing with our brains, but it's kind of like a, a muscle that you have to continually use and demonstrate. And obviously, as we know with everything, the more you do something, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. And not that your end goal should be to be a great painter or whatever it may be, but to know that like, as you enjoy something, you fall in love with the process and you start noticing things and you do develop a sort of skill with it. And in your case with the website, you know that there's such a instrumental purpose to it, like the technical side of what it's meant to do. Mm -hmm. And so your brain's like, well, how are we going to do both at once? Like, how do you be creative and that at once? So your brain's like, no, like the technical is more important, right? right. But to think about it in a different way, just for theorizing purposes, what if we did just think about it creatively and like throw technical out the window and just consider the technical after, you know, it's kind of just about reframing our, the way our brains work. And not only in that situation, but in anything we do, whether, like I mentioned, rearranging your room, or maybe you're literally just coloring a coloring page, whatever it has to be, it doesn't have to be so strict. And I think a lot of times in our society, especially in America, all we want to do is like do it by the book. Exactly, <laughs> like right. whatever, if we were taught to color inside the lines, then doing anything but that is really difficult. And so it's kind of hard to restructure our brains to forget the, the different systems in place that define those rules. Yeah. I think that my I think I would produce better work if I had that mentality and kind of forget about what is the traditional way of thinking when it comes to these kinds of things and actually just allow myself to create whatever it is that I want to create. And if it doesn't work out that I need to be okay with, you know, the idea of it not getting a good reception, but the benefit of all of that is I can just undo <laughs> I was going right back to what you don't have before. to publish you publish right. right yeah so if i had that mentality a little bit more i think i would be able to produce better content produce better you know visuals or whatever the case may be with any of these projects and actually having this kind of conversation yet again with every episode that we do sit down and think about what is it that i can change within myself so mm -hmm. people out there you ain't the only ones all right i, I <laughs> it's i'm i'm with you well, I mean, if you think about it, that's why so many jobs look after creative people, because they can think about the organization differently. They can look at new ways to do things that haven't been done. And so, like, no matter how you're using it, developing your creativity to allow yourself to take a step back and look at things from a different perspective is beneficial, no matter, like, how you think about it. Yeah. And if we, if I really think about it too, even for yourself as being the growth and development coordinator with LAF, you're a new perspective. You have new visions. You mm -hmm. have different ideas to better enhance the things that we already have or create brand new things that could elevate us even more. So that's also another example of 
you know, allowing another person to come in to provide that creativity. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy you say that. I've always seen for myself in any position that I've been in that I had an eye for it because I always liked to think outside the box. I always wanted to do things differently or wonder why we weren't doing things a certain way or wondering what different outcomes would be. And that curiosity that I've always been fostering, if you will, mm-hmm. has really led me to like do this position because I knew that I was really passionate about self-discovery, but also I could use my skill of like identifying those areas of growth and that perspective in new ways. And so I didn't ever think about like my position coming up in the episode, but yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but it, that's a perfect example though. It's, it's uh, like you had just said, I really do believe that curiosity drives creativity. Mm-hmm. And if you have that curious mind or are allowed to have that opportunity to be curious or to ask those questions or to think of different ways to do certain things, that that is when the creative process ends up starting. And I think we should do that with ourselves more often. And that is a great lead in to what do you do when that creative process is blocked? Now, a lot of times I hear a lot of people say I have creative block, writer's block. I just don't know what to do. I get a blank canvas and nothing. (laughs) I don't know. There's so many possibilities. And I hear that really often. And again, like if this, this is something that's something you struggle with too, I definitely recommend the Artist Way program. It's free, by the way. I'll even try to link it in the bio. And (laughs) yeah, but what they talk about is the way that you get over a block. There's two different ways you can do this. The first way is to do a different medium. So if you're a painter, draw. If you do crochet, maybe do something else like making jewelry or, or whatever it is, you know, another creative outlet. Maybe it's solving puzzles of some sort or whatever the creative process be. Sometimes what you find is that you're blocked in your medium because you're so confined to that space. And like I said before, we develop these rules in our brain. Like this is the steps of how we do it. And I have to stick to that and I can't do this. And when we do something so often, like we're painting often or drawing often, Mm -hmm. we start building those, those systems again that tell us what we can and can't do. So when we step away from that and do a different project, our brain has to reform to thinking of new possibilities. And it can actually like replenish our well, as I've mentioned in other episodes, which is basically it provides us more creativity to step back again. Wow. This actually brings up an instance that I kind of experienced this before. At my old job, we used to do an event that was in person. We had graduates come out and we did this whole celebration. But when the pandemic hit, obviously we couldn't do it anymore. So we had to pivot and figure out a way to do the event virtually. And this was during the time where I was working on our company's website uh, and I wasn't loving it and I, I used to enjoy it, but just as things have you know progressed, I just kind of fell out of love for it. So I was kind of just floating around for a little bit of trying to figure out what it is that I really want to do. And that was the idea of just changing the medium. So I ended up working with a video editor who was really good and me and her ended up tag teaming this project of really trying to revamp this whole entire event into a virtual space. So that brought new life into my creative process of kind of coordinating, you know, capturing video, coordinating interviews with guest speakers and, you know, working with her, her being a way better video editor than I will ever be. But just the idea of changing that medium and doing something a little bit different brought new life to my job. And it really stopped me from having that block of not knowing what it is that I want to do. And then all of a sudden knowing exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I'm happy that you said that. It's it's cool to always hear the ways that we have experienced this before even really talking about it in a serious manner like this. You know, right. the other way that you can go about it is to just do it. <laughs> oh, and I know that well. that's like, oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> But what they did with a specifically writer's block is what every morning we had to do something called the morning pages. And I'm not sure if I've talked about this on an episode. Regardless, I'm going to mention it again here. And how the morning pages work is as soon as you wake up in the morning, you have to write three pages of continuous thought. And even if that's oh, wow. 
it's it's harder than it seems. And if it seems hard, then yes, it is harder than that. Yeah, um, I mean, but I as soon as you wake up, yourself. yeah, <laughs> as soon as you wake up, every thought that comes to your mind in like in that order, you just keep writing until three pages are filled. And so even if it's I I'm literally not thinking of anything, I want to be, just be done with this. I'm over it. Okay, almost done. Okay, I, wow, I'm not even halfway through this. Like even if it's just you thinking about that. Mm-hmm to write three pages. And I actually ended up doing this for, I think, three months, non-continuously. It was about a month at a time each time. And when I tell you that this has been one of the most instrumental things, and I, I feel like I see that about everything, there's so many benefits of this. And one, it allows you to see what's on your mind. So as soon as you wake up, you have all these thoughts and you're letting them be on the paper. It tells you your to-do list. It tells you what you're thinking about, what you're interested in, what you're worried about. Second, it kind of relaxes you because you're like, wow, I know what I have to do now. Like it doesn't, it feels kind of like it's on paper and and I don't have to worry about it and I can just go about my day. But three, it proves to you that you can always write. You always have something to write about, even if it's just, again, I'm only halfway through the page. Oh my gosh, I still have two and a half more pages. This is taking forever. Wow, my hand's cramping up. Like, even if that's the thoughts that you're writing down, it shows you how to push through. And I never really understood that, but that's something that I also remember doing in high school and in actual school when the teacher was like, hey, you have to write a page as soon as you come in about this topic, just write it. (laughs) And like thinking back to it, that was helpful too. And so in doing so, the whole goal is that in the Artist Way program talks about how there has been many famous writers and screenwriters, producers that have done this and it has helped them be able to push forward. And so the moral of the story is that there's different avenues here that you can use really to push yourself in that way. Because sometimes the reason that we're stuck is literally just because we're thinking about it in the same way and we don't know how to challenge ourselves anymore. And so I really want you, JR, me, Ayla, and those listening to think about how you can challenge yourself and push yourself into that creative spotlight this week. I love that a lot. It's such a simple concept, just do it, but it has so much weight to it because it has actual application. As you told us, your process with the morning pages of regardless of what it is you're talking about, you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it kind of remaps your mind as to what you're capable of Yeah. versus you just saying, no, nah, I can't do it. And then you just don't do it. When somebody forces you to, to do it like that high school example, every morning you come in, write something on uh, one page, whatever it may be, it may be, rambling it might be something that is very concise but you're still doing it and you're showing yourself that regardless of how you're feeling that day you you can still Mm -hmm. just do it and I think that that really turns what could be uh, negative self-talk into something very positive yeah yeah definitely it's been really cool to see in my own life how that works too because I always personally have loved that ability to have self-expression through something that I'm making. And it's just really cool to be able to do different things. And I think that's why I've collected almost (laughs) various different ways I can be creative, probably have like eight different types of projects that I can do, but like it always provides me the option to do different things. And I think sometimes when we are doing the same thing over and over, that's when we can find ourselves getting stuck or getting bored or uninspired even. And so it's really just finding a way to push yourself in that need for self-expression and finding which avenue can really help you push forward. I have a personal question. Okay. Of all of those favorite projects that you are, of all those projects that you have, what's your favorite project to do? If you could just pick one. Oh, that's always a hard one. I, I have two answers, which is cheating, I think. But so as <laughs> I, you know, as I've mentioned before, I used to really battle with anxiety quite heavily. And at the time, what really worked for me was coloring, actually. Okay. And so to anyone that I re- that struggles with anxiety, I really recommend getting a coloring book an ang- like that's meant for anxiety. And there's this one that I have, which I wish I like knew by name, that talks about how colors like influence your brain. And so like the ways in which 
you pick out colors and use certain colors can actually affect like your mood mm. which is super sciencey and all that i don't know i don't know quite what it does <laughs> to be <Yeah>. frank <laughs> but i know that for me whenever i'm really anxious or in a panic attack going to that coloring book in specific and literally just coloring and like you know i'm an adult <laughs> but there's something <laughs> about like coloring that is so mindless because you don't have to worry about anything but like choosing the color i don't have to worry about coloring inside the lines because I can do that and I don't have to worry about what I'm going to draw because it's already form like drawn for me and I don't you know I can choose what colors I want to use where I want to use the colors and that has been something that is so simple but I've always gone back to right. and so on on that end that would probably be one of my favorites maybe that is my answer I have I just have so many things I like to do I like you <laughs> I could go into a whole a whole workshop here guys I like crochet crochet a lot I think just because you can use the product after like right. in an like the blanket that I made that is literally like 10 feet long definitely too long and I messed up my measurements but hey <laughs> like I didn't fail it's just trial and error always says they're just happy accidents <laughs> exactly you know I can have a big burrito to roll myself in now <laughs> there it is. but I, I like crochet a lot because like like I said you can make blankets you can make things that you can use and know that you made that and I think that that's really fun too but I, I do, again, have so many because I want to provide myself the option and I always like to to do whatever feels right in that time because I know that I'm not the kind of person that knows that painting every day like or every time I'm feeling some sort of way is what's going to help. Maybe maybe it is painting or maybe it is drawing or whatever it may be. Moral of the story is always to just acknowledge what works best for you and pursue that. Thank you. I, I appreciate you so much for going into that and, and really just showing everybody the capability that anybody really has when it comes to creativity and mm -hmm. what it is that you really enjoy doing. I think it, you know, it shows a little bit your personality too of coloring is something that you do, especially when you have anxiety, but there are so many other things that you can do for yourself to allow you to have that creative outlet and mm -hmm. it shows that you do have many of those different things that you can do and anybody can can have that as well. Anyone, yeah. My emphasis really is that we live in such a glorious time, the, the I think it's called the age of information. Like you, you have YouTube and you can literally watch tutorials on how to do anything. Oh my God, and so like, much. I can, like literally go buy stuff to crochet and learn how to crochet a blanket in the same day. Yes. And the thing is, people are like, oh, it's hard. And it's not. It really isn't. And I'm telling you that it just takes persistence and taking the time to learn something. And once you get it, the tutorials online are so beautiful because if you need to read it, you can read it. If you need to hear it, you can hear it. If you need to watch someone right. doing it, you can do that too. And so really just taking the time to think about what am I interested in trying to do and then doing it because you can just do it ladies and gentlemen i think nike was on to something you know come on now <laughs> we don't just say these things just to say these things they got impact all right hopefully well yeah hopefully <laughs> well with that said i know we always like going into our favorite section of the episode which is the quotes absolutely so what quote do you have for us today jr my quote for today is imagination is everything it is the preview of life's coming attractions by Albert Einstein, which I think is really cool because really cool. It, it really does show you what is possible. You mm -hmm. have the imagination. It can become reality. And it just really is the sneak preview to what is possible. Yeah, not just in creativity, but in anything. If you can think of it, you can know that that's always a possibility for you. Absolutely. What about you? What do you pick so my quote is, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have by Maya Angelou. Mm. And like I mentioned today, sometimes you can feel like, wow, I'm not feeling creative. And it just means that you need to do something different. It's your body saying, we, we're tired of this. Give us something new. And right. I love this quote because it really demonstrates that you always have that potential in you. Yeah, I, I love this a lot. And it shows that creativity has no bounds. You can be as creative as you want, as much as you want, and it will always produce anything and everything that you want as long as you are doing it, 
ladies and gentlemen. Just do it. <laughs> the theme of the episode. I like it. I like it. Speaking about all of this, I see that we have a little bit of research to get through. So, Ayla, why don't you hit us with what you found? So, mine is the four stages of creativity, which I'll go over fairly quickly. Just a new way, again, a new perspective to think about things. So, the first stage is preparation. So, this is gathering information and materials. So, what am I going to do? What do I want to make? Am I going to paint something? Okay, what am I going to paint? So, the preparation process. Or maybe it's, I'm going to reorganize. What do I want that to look like? Right. The next stage is incubation. So first we had preparation, next is incubation. And so this is where we allow what we're thinking about doing to, and hear the words, marinate in the mind. So sometimes, at least for me, I'll get an idea and I'll try to do it right away and I'll realize that I don't really have it thought out. <laughs> and so I really like this idea because it talks about how like, we think of a lot of our best ideas the longer we sit with them. And it allows us to like remind ourselves what's not going to work, what's going to work, to remember the parts that we're interested in and to really make sure that it's what we want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where that creativity starts to foster because we're sitting there thinking about the materials and what we're going to do. And it allows our brain to like start using the jumper cables and start working and say, okay, like, here's our possibilities. Did we think about doing that? And it's kind of just taking those different ideas and influences and finding a new way to put them together, which is really cool. Right. And so preparation, incubation, stage three is illumination. We got a lot of fancy words here. I like that one. And <laughs> illumination is all about the aha moment. So this is really the, the moment that kind of sparks your inspiration and this can come out of nowhere and so you know what you're going to make you've kind of thought about new ways you can do it you've let it marinate and think about when you're going to do it how you're going to do it what you want to do this aha moment is kind of like the spark that gets you like i need to start i need to do this now i'm ready to like right. get to it. and this process by the way it can it can take a short amount of time it can take a long amount of time it depends on the project it depends on like your mental state, it depends on what you're doing. But this is when the solution really presents itself. And you're like, okay, I suddenly have time on that day. Like that's the perfect time to do it. And I realized that it would be really cool to use these colors together. And I know that I, you know, just going through the whole process yeah. and you have that, that sudden motivation, that spark. And that's, I think this is the most important stage to me because in this self-expression, it's really important to know that it's connecting to you in some way. And this stage is really about how it is motivating and connecting to you in such a way that it's like, I know exactly how I'm going to go forward from here. And so the final stage is verification. And so this is you following through with it. And so it's the words getting written down, getting committed to painting or clay or planning your business or whatever it is. This is where it's all developed. And obviously comes to a close because like verified the entire process and you've gone through the project. And mm -hmm. I think that what's important for this part is kind of gratitude. I think a lot of times after we finish something, we're like, okay, hey, it's done next. Right, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like, oh, that's cool. And then we're just done. But taking a moment to be grateful that, wow, I really am happy that I did this and I'm proud of myself for doing right. it too. And kind of reflecting on what you like about it. And if you could do it all again, what you would do. And so you're still like fostering that creativity even after you're done. So we're just trying to prolong that as long as possible. And I think that like going back to these four stages can break it down in ways that seem a lot more manageable to you. Wow. 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 First and foremost, thank you. That I, I like the fact that there are these stages that are part of the creative process and kind of put the words to what it is that you're feeling during those stages, right? I would say that for me, illumination is probably my favorite stage. Yeah, because, <laughs> right, because I've had those moments a lot, especially when I'm learning something new. Aha moment gets me in the zone of wanting yeah. to continue with what it is that I'm doing. And it really just puts my mind in the right space to want to continue the creative the creativity of it all mm -hmm. and then for verification this is something that i am still learning to this day is that that gratification for me needs to be personal gratification not 
definitely kind of the validation from others right mm -hmm. i need to be grateful for what it is that i created first and foremost before anything else because it doesn't matter what anybody else says if i don't like it if i don't appreciate it if i'm not grateful for the opportunity to have that creative process to create something then it won't really mean anything yeah. and i think we get pretty caught up with being verified by others than it is with ourselves and i think that that's important to keep in mind i'm really glad that you mentioned that i always think it goes back to doing things like for yourself first and not for anyone else because yeah. as long as your actions are for other people they're not going to align with what you actually want to do and it's not going to help your happiness and so thank you for bringing it back to that jr of course that's what i'm here for you know <laughs> i see you also have some research here you want to talk about your endings yes and i will also go through this relatively quickly but i found an article called the science of creativity on the american psychological association it was research done by psychologist dr robert epstein and what he calls routine creativity there's four parts to this first part is capture your new ideas keep an idea notebook or voice recorder with you type in new thoughts on your laptop or write ideas down on a napkin yeah. pretty self-explanatory process and is something that i try to do as much as possible you know i have my ipad here and i i have my notes always up especially going through this new business venture that i'm doing right now there are so many ideas that were coming to mind initially what i had thought of was tech consulting right but every time i try to explain it to just myself even I kind of was getting bored <laughs> a little You're bit. You're like, it's not that. <laughs> it's not exciting. I don't know. We, I don't know where to start. I don't know how all this is going to pan out. And there's just too much doubt. To one day, I just had this epiphany, this kind of aha moment of saying to myself, why don't I just use my expertise in technology and tech support and marry that with the love of creating videos and doing content creation on YouTube? As soon as I put that out there, I was on my phone almost immediately writing down notes of mm -hmm. what kind of content can I, can I produce? Where is it that I can put this? Where can I repurpose the content? And where does it go from not just creating content, but also maybe creating uh, lesson, lesson plans or uh, a type of course that I can provide to people? So that is uh, uh, kind of an idea of trying to capture your ideas, especially on the fly when something comes into your mind. This is a thing because I've, I've also been doing this. I remember in college, in my classes, anytime I had an idea or something sparked interest, I would write it at the top of my notes in a different color. Yeah. And so I knew like that was not related to the notes at all necessarily. Like it wasn't something I needed for a test, but something that just sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. And even today I know, like, again, whenever I have different things that I imagine or different ideas that come to mind, I always write them in my notes on my phone and go back to them. And that's where a lot of my best ideas have came from for developing the Love Yourself Foundation and thinking of new ways to help people. And I think that this is something that's really easy to do because you just write it wherever you can, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it's just things that come to naturally. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit there and really think hard about it. Yeah, I love that. And the second one is seek out challenging tasks. Take on a project that doesn't necessarily have a solution, such as trying to figure out how to make your dog fly, okay, or how to build a perfect model of the brain. This causes old ideas to compete, which helps generate new ones. Uh -huh. It's so. like what we were talking about earlier about those systems in our brain that want us to follow things a certain way. Right. And this is really interesting because I've never thought about it as seeking out a challenge, but I know that I always like to compete with myself and think of how far I can push my intellect. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, doing the impossible is, is really cool because it does cause you to think outside the box. And if that's really what you need to spark your creativity, I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, kind of the idea of just stepping off the beaten path, right? Mm -hmm. Trying something different, trying something new, doing something that you haven't done before or don't know too much about. And I also think that this helps with your fear of failure as well. Sometimes those challenging tasks might not produce, but really what it does, it allows you to learn from that process to possibly take that creativity of trying to figure out what that solution was and apply it to something else. So I think that this step is, is pretty crucial. 
Yeah, definitely. What's the next one? Next one is broaden your knowledge. Take a class outside psychology or read journals in unrelated fields, suggests Dr. Epstein. This makes more diverse knowledge available for interconnection, he says, which is the basis of all creative thought. Ask for permission to sit in on a lecture for a class on 12th century architecture and take notes, he suggests. You'll do a better You'll do better in psychology in life if you broaden your knowledge. So obviously this is a very uh, specific example of this portion of routine creativity, but yeah. it allows you the same idea of just putting yourself in situations where you can learn. And this is really interesting because I know the infamous debate about going to college and having to take classes unrelated to your degree. And a lot of people are like, why do I have to pay money for this? This is ridiculous. Like, I don't even care. And this is the reason right here. It's because by broadening your knowledge of other disciplines, it allows you to think differently about your own. And whether that's you in a college setting or maybe you at home and you're stuck with a problem and kind of thinking about other ways that you can broaden your knowledge that can make you think about, oh, I didn't even realize that this way that I'm looking at this art piece connects to something totally unrelated, but it sparked that idea in my head. Right. Yeah, it seems kind of self-explanatory, but something that we don't actively choose to do. Right. And I think that this also plays into the idea of saying yes to things more often. I know for me, being in technology for 16 years, I felt at one point that I kind of knew you know, a little bit of everything. But until I said yes to the Love Yourself Foundation, I learned how to do a, a live stream of an event. I've never done anything like that before. And it allowed me to broaden that knowledge of technology. Like that's a whole different aspect of, of technology that I've never been exposed to that if I hadn't said yes, I probably to this day, I would not know how to do that. So it definitely broadened my knowledge and allowed me to even branch off into other things like videography, for example. Again, something I've never done before, but because of this one event, this one activity allowed me to venture off into something else. So you never know where these things are going to bring you in the creative process. Yeah. And I think that broadening your knowledge allows you to, again, just think outside the box and put yourself in a position to change your perspective. And that's really what we're trying to get at here with creativity. Absolutely. And the last one is surround yourself with interesting things and people. Regular dinners with diverse and interesting friends and a workspace with out-of-the-ordinary objects will help you develop more original ideas, Epstein says. You can also keep your thoughts lively by taking a trip to an art museum or attending an opera, anything that stimulates new thinking. You know I'm an advocate for this one. <laughs> we, actually, we just did an episode about openness to experience, and this is it. It's because new experiences broaden your knowledge they're a challenging thing for you to do to get out your comfort zone and it allows you to get new ideas whether it's learning about flamingos at the zoo or attending an opera and not knowing what they're talking about yeah. <laughs> like it is stimulating that new thinking and it's something that keeps you intrigued and wondering and curious and all the all the good things that we are wanting to do for our lives what a great way to wrap up this episode you put a bow on it. I appreciate that because I definitely did not know how to end it also. <laughs> but, that's what I'm here for. You know, that's that's why I love you. So in closing, like we always like to do, how is creativity or these steps to a creative process, how is it that we can use that? So like some things that we've talked about being more indirect or direct towards our self-love journey, creativity is about allowing yourself to express who you are, how you're feeling, what you're thinking in ways that are meaningful to you. And using creativity to love ourselves is really about finding the, the best ways, thinking of new perspectives of anything that we're doing and how we can make that really ideal to what our life is like. And that's as broad as I can get because that's really how as broad <laughs> as it is because literally you can be creative in anything and how creative you need to be to make your, yourself enjoy each day. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And as always, Ayla, thank you so much for everything on this episode. We really went into quite a bit actually. And I hope that 
for everyone out there listening, this can help you with your creative process as well. Whatever it may be, whatever it is that you're trying to do or trying to learn how to do, creativity is really the driving force to get you to where it is that you want to be. Definitely. So, Well, on that note, we want to hear from you. How do you use creativity in your daily life? Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what creativity means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home. Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.